Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about quilting, crafting, creativity, and life in a northern town. You'll find show notes at mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com. You can leave a comment. You can sign up for my patron site. You can purchase a virtual cup of coffee or even sign up for the newsletter. Come back weekly and we'll chat. My name is Vicki and welcome to the podcast. Everybody, it's spring break time around here. The schools have had spring break, and of course, it snowed the entire week of spring break. I worked during the school's spring break, but I am taking spring break this next week, and the weather is supposed to be absolutely glorious, probably in the 60s. So, this. <laughs> It usually doesn't happen that way. So at least they have a, you know, feeling that it was a well-earned trip to warm weather. Yes, lots of people are traveling to warm weather and good for them. I don't know. uh, I canceled my warm weather trip because I, well, number one, my family was all sick with COVID a couple of weeks ago and they're still recuperating and we're not all 100% vaccinated. So we'll try that again. But I must admit that I am quite disappointed that I'm not going to get a warm weather trip. We hardly ever do a warm weather trip in the spring and usually bad weather is the reason why. And of course fall you're taking your chances going where we go because of hurricane season but we're going to take our chance this fall to go visit family because it's been way 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 too long and hopefully um, the pandemic will not cancel the fourth scheduled trip to go see them oh well so it's a couple more months when you've waited this long and we want to be safe and we want to make sure that it's a good visit and everyone is well so we're not doing uh our trip so that leaves us without plans which is incredibly unheard of around here we usually plan trips we usually plan days off we usually you know have a loose plan not hour by hour but a loose plan so our loose plan this next week is my husband is going to get his second uh vaccine we have all been sorted into house pfizer i think that's the most funny funny thing um going if you're gonna you know make a joke about getting um you know the vaccines I like the Harry Potter jokes are you house Pfizer house Moderna house J&J you know and I think that's just funny I'm waiting for people to start talking about you know like if you're slithering you know that these are the people who are sorted into slithering and Hogwarts and Hufflepuff and you know all of the things so (laughs) I we've been sorted into house Pfizer and um the second shot is it was a dandy for me. I, I didn't feel well for a few days. And of course, my husband, with his job, it's a double blessing and a curse. He's going to get this injection on our vacation. Blessing is if he gets sick, you won't have to take additional days off of work. The curse is we can't make any plans because what if he's not feeling well for several days? Or maybe he'll feel great and we can do something. One thing we have never done we're thinking that if he's well enough 
midweek, Wednesday, Thursday, is to go to the Pictured Rocks National Landshore. Um, it's in the UP. It's a very, very remote area, and it is a cliff. You can see them the best. They're called Pictured Rocks because it looks like pictures if you're in a boat looking at the cliff. So I'm pulling it up on my phone and just want to see what the... It's by Munising, Michigan, which is up by Marquette. Marquette, Munising, and then there's this long shore. Very remote. Um, the cliffs are sandstone. It has beaches, sand dunes, waterfalls. All of this is the wild beauty on the Lake Superior shore. Oh, don't they make it sound great. And because, you know, we're spring, you can go look at ice curtains. Well, I'm hoping that the ice curtains are gone. I saw ice curtains at Tequamanon Falls as well as um, Niagara Falls. I've been there in the winter. And Pictured Rocks is really a beautiful place. I've seen pictures, but I've never been there. Wouldn't it be fun to go somewhere that you've never been before? So these are the fun things. It says, Pictured Rocks National, Land, National Lakeshore hugs the south shore of Lake Superior in Michigan's Upper Peninsula. It's known for its dramatic, multicolored Pictured Rocks cliff. Unusual sandstone formations like Miner's Castle and Chapel Rock define the park's headland. Twelve Mile Beach has a trail through a nearby white birch forest with remnants of shipwrecks that dot the shoreline around the Osable Point's 19th century lighthouse. All the things that I love. Mystery, shipwrecks, beachcombing is probably not quite available because it's, you know, uh, no beach. It's cliffs. I mean, several hundred feet and these cliffs you know get pounded by Lake Superior in the winter so that's the natural geology about the whole thing and there's also uh, a well-known murder that happened up at Pictured Rocks where um, there's at one time there's no fencing and I still think there's no fencing it's this massive cliff and I can't find exactly how many feet it drops but I want to say it's at least 200 feet from the top to the bottom um, it is a long ways and if you get too close to the edge people have slipped and you know there have been injuries but a couple went up there I don't know 10-15 years ago and he pushed her off the cliff. Now, this is lots of legends and stories, but this actually was convicted in a court of law. And if you're a murderino like me, I do love a good murder mystery. And I do like real crime mysteries. I had to stop watching some of that during the pandemic because it starts to get in your head a little bit. Um, but maybe it's just because of my lifelong job of observing people and helping people during crisis that yeah it's it, I couldn't believe that I mean it's never it was like also it's rural northern Michigan you know why would you even um, think that no one saw any of this and anyway he was convicted I found it the geological formations of pictured rocks national lakeshore are most spectacularly represented by the 500 to 200 foot sandstone cliffs that extend for more than 15 miles along the shore. There are sea caves, arches, blowholes, turrets, stone spires, and other features like the famous Chapel Rock that have been sculpted 
from these cliffs over the centuries by unceasing waves and weather. Now, I'm going to tell you, Lake Superior is a monstrous beast. It makes its own weather. It's cold. It's deep. You know, we have the wreck of Edmund Fitzgerald isn't too far from there, which I've been to Whitefish Point. That's another place if you want to go to one of the most lonely, cold, remote places. Uh, even in the summer, it can be that way with the lighthouses that are creepy and give me the creep vibes <laughs> with the museum that's wonderful about all of the ships, shipping, and all of that business. Well, they have a um, the bell from the Edmund Fitzgerald in that museum. So this is down the road a piece, as um, my grandma used to say. And you can see, even if you don't get in a boat, because it's, it's not easy to get in a boat. They have like ferry tours because the waves are usually too high, even in the summer, because the wind is relentless. So it will be not a warm weather trip. This could be, even though it's in the 60s projected, um, we will bundle up in our winter garb and I will not forget my mittens as I did yesterday, which is the next story. Um hats, all of the things, even though there's hiking trails and stuff, because when you're on the lake, Lake Superior is something else. It doesn't get very warm, even in the summer. I don't think, I mean, you scream when you jump in it, because that's always like the dare when the kid, college kids in Marquette jump off the cliffs. <laughs> it's like in the 40s. Uh, I never did that. I did jump in Lake Huron in cold weather, but never Lake Superior. You might dip your toes in when you're at a proper beach, but no way. It is so cold. So that is maybe the loose working plans. If the weather goes bad, I'm not traveling up there and walking through the woods in a snowstorm because we've had several inches of snow this week. Thank goodness it's melted off. And I thought I'd give you a little bit of Michigan trivia because spring... <laughs> It's a mix of all seasons in one week. So what happened yesterday was um, with the pandemic, you know, we cannot gather inside at large numbers. And my nursing supervisor is retiring after 30 years of working at the agency. I know people work here a long time. And if I stick it out 10 more years, I will have worked for 30 years. And it's a terrifying and exhilarating thought all at one time. I mean, people don't usually stay in one place like that much these days, is my hearing. Because people go, 30 years? What? Um, so my boss retired. Now, she's going to stay on as a consultant for a special project. So it's not like I'm never going to see her. Um, because she and I have known each other over the years in different roles and different types of relationships. Um, so I felt it was important for me to be there. I've known her for 20 some years. Um, the problem is that it was in Petoskey, which is about an hour on Lake Michigan. And that is to the west. And I that's where the main office is. And I used to commute that every day. And let me tell you, it is only 42 miles, but it is the worst 42 miles of driving. It's uphill, downhill, twisty, turny. The wind in the winter, it's it can be an hour to an hour and a half easy because of our terrible snows. And in the summer, it can be super terrible because of tourism and road construction. So yesterday was fine. There was neither tourism nor road construction. Yes, there was snow, but it melted. But there were probably 50 mile an hour wind gusts with a steady 20 mile an hour wind. The only place that they could find for this party 
was a pavilion. And you know, where are all the pavilions in the lake sides of towns? On the waterfront. Oh my God, I was so cold. I had my crocheted Jane shawl on over my jacket. I forgot my hat and mittens, but I had my face mask on. Not because we were outside and we were all vaccinated and could stand six feet apart, because we were so flipping cold, <laughs> we had to wear it to keep our faces warm and sunglasses because the sun was beating. So we played the pandemic game. Who are you? I can't tell with all the clothes you're wearing and the face mask and the sunglasses. It was it was a hoop. I lasted an hour before I started to chatter. I had to go. My fingers were so cold. I had a piece of cake, said my goodbyes, um, wished her well on her trip to Florida. I'm very jealous and um, said hey to all the people that I don't get to see very often. But let me tell you, I haven't driven that far in the last year very much. I did pretty well. I'm really glad uh, that the person ahead of me got the speeding ticket going down the hill because I didn't set my cruise control. And I was speeding a little bit too, but I quickly slowed down and set my cruise. I remembered how to do that. And I only made uh, one attempt to make a left-hand turn on um, the wrong street. or It was actually no street there. I was a block early. <laughs> I made some people mad. But I felt good because, you know what, I got comfortable. I put gas in the car, which I haven't done in a year. And I'm getting ready for the transition of possibly going back to the office. So it was good to see actual people. It was good to get out and drive and to interact with everybody. Um, I drove the rural back roads, so I didn't deal with bad traffic. So I was frozen when I got home. I was so cold. I was under blankets the rest of the night drinking um, hot beverages and trying to keep warm. And now I think I finally warmed up today. <laughs> so I've decided that, uh, yeah, if there's any hint of doing anything over this next week where there might be wind, I need to take my hat and gloves in April. Yes, we do that here in the upper Midwest because <laughs> you never know. I was, I, I couldn't believe it. It was so nice in my driveway. I mean, there was a little breeze. So I took, you know, the, the shawl just as a extra warmth layer, but I didn't, didn't think about the hat and I left the mittens in my other coat. I was pretty mad. Oh, well, live and learn. Even at 55, what, what can you do? Wait, I'm not 55 yet. I'm 54 for another six weeks. So yeah, quit pushing your age, Vicki. So for the Our Creative Souls part of the podcast, what have my sister and I been crafting? Well, we have been working on gardening. My sister is three hours south of me and she lives near my mom and they've had much warmer weather and she was able to find bulbs and her and my daughter who lives, you know, in Virginia sent me pictures rubbing it in that they got bulbs and they... They've had growth in some cases, flowers, and I was super sad, but my sister's been doing a lot of gardening and planning. Now, I thought this would be a great creative segment because my sister watches her grandchildren a lot. She works a second shift and she watches the grandkids during the day, her and her husband do before she goes to work while her daughter is working, and she has... Um, done a fabulous job in making like a secret garden for the children um, who are um, pretty young and the youngest is also has some 
special needs. And she's got a fabulous bird station where all kinds of birds come in. She's done fairy gardens. She and I love fairy gardens. You know how much we love them. But this year she's trying to plan like outdoor interactive events. You know, they're going to events, games and places and stations. Um, she has found some great ideas on Pinterest that she is getting ready to implement. And I think it's super cool. You know, things like, um, she has a shed that she's going to paint with chalk paint so they can have outdoor art station and drawing and possibly make a magnetic board where you can um, throw magnetic darts or get a Nerf arrow, you know, bow and arrow and do bullseyes. Um, of course, there's water guns. The interactive things for games, you know, like tic-tac-toe on the ground, um, just all kinds of very, very cool ideas. She's in the planning stages, um, but it's it's a great thing, you know, to, to plan. And I think it's a great thing that she gets to see her kid, grandkids more because I don't get to see mine very often. And it's great that she is able to come up with a lot of these things on a tight budget and mostly um, with recycled secondhand things. Another thing was like the giant um, dice, you know, making, you know, play Yahtzee or some other things. You know, of course, the classic, uh, what is that called? Where you skip hopscotch? There we go. Where you skip? I'm looking right at a picture. You know, um, of course, stations to read in that are like secluded little things for the older granddaughter, who or she can sit and read mushroom tables. They have a sand play area. So I mean, she has a bigger yard, and and she's changing it up. You know, from what they had last year to doing some new things this year, and I think it's just really a great great idea. So that's what she's working on mostly. And of course, she's still loom knitting her socks. And what I'm working on is I have finished, you know, all of the shawls and scarves and I'm working on using my granny squares and putting them on point and making a purse. And you make an X by sewing the granny squares together. And then in the gaps on the side and the bottom, you put a granny square and you fold it in half and then you sew it to a X on the back. So it's basically like a round purse, but I'm leaving the notch in the top and then putting straps on. I'm making three of them for my granddaughters. Kind of lost steam when I knew we weren't going down there. I was hoping to have them done by Easter, but I'm going to be close. I'll get it mailed this month and I need to, I have two of them completely sewn together. I'm finishing the third one need to line it, you know, because you don't want to put your treasures in your purse and have it fall through the granny squares and then crochet a trim on the top as well as the straps. I was in a debate about it, but I'm going to just crochet with the matching yarn and keep the straps kind of short because they will stretch as we all know yarn stretches. So that's what crafty thing I have been working on. I hope to do some more Zentangle and I have some canvases that I want to do some painting on and found some mini canvases that I had forgotten where I stashed them and I might put some Cricut cutout on them. I don't know. They're just super cute. 
And I thought they would make a fun little almost instant gratification project. So yeah, I'm working on, you know, coming up with some ideas for my cricket to work on this week while I have time off. Um, I'm just not 100% sure. I just feel like I'm kind of a ship afloat without an anchor. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. The other thing I saw was a cute thing was they took a embroidery hoop and then crocheted in the ring around toward the inside, like double crochet all the way around, like almost like probably like a spider web effect. But then they embroidered like flowers in yarn on top. And I thought, isn't that cute? I've always wanted to have a wall full of many things. And I started doing like many washcloths and many um, embroideries. And I have a few of each. And I thought, wouldn't it be fun to have a multi-textured thing with all these embroidery hoops, maybe of different shapes and sizes, and put it on my wall that is empty in the landing going upstairs. I just, uh, I love that. And it, it just speaks to the clutter core heart that I have. <laughs> yes, clutter core or maximalism. I'm a maximalist with showing the things I have. But I'm trying to think like a minimalist and not accumulate too much more. But it's a losing battle. I just need to embrace who I really am and what my house really is going, it looks like and what it is <laughs> and enjoy it. So that's the Our Creative Souls segment of the podcast. So what have I been sewing? Um, hand sewing my EPP still. This is the um, continuing with the 100 hexes in 100 days challenge. This week was happiness. So I did a whole bunch, more than one hexy a day. I think I did 10 about happiness and I found a bunch of scraps of the old uh, Michael Miller Sarah Jane Peter Pan and I didn't cut out the people I cut out the tiny little mushrooms and flowers and leaves and I found another fabric that was in the same colors that had a tiny little hot air balloon on it hot air balloons make me happy I've never ridden in one but I love how they look in the sky and it reminds me of when I lived in New Mexico and I never made it to the Hot Air Balloon Festival. Another regret that I would like to <laughs> would like to go and see them because the pictures are beautiful. So happiness, I've been focusing, trying to focus on happiness versus the disappointment of what this last week, knowing that I wasn't going on a vacation, but happiness. And so I have these adorable fabrics. They're, they're going to be made into these 100 hexes that are going to go in my pre-made hexi stash. So I thought I'd talk about what I do for hexagons. I cut them out on my Cricut. That was part of why I bought the Cricut for cutting out templates. And you can even have it cut out the fabric if you want. I have a Cricut maker and it has a little rotary blade in it. But since I'm only doing one little um, hexagon at a time on the papers, I just cut them out by hand and really focus on fussy cutting. They've been trying to fussy cut with the Kinship Fusion sampler, and I'm really working on fussy cutting with these tiny little one-inch hexagons. One inch is the space across from point to point on the outside of the hexagon. So... 
that's how I cut them out. And I just use cardstock. I think that's like 80 to 100 pound cardstock. You know, you can get a Walmart or Hobby Lobby or wherever they sell scrapbook supplies or office supplies. The best cardstock I got at Walmart in the office supply section. Then you can, if you're careful, you can reuse your hexes too. And that your paper piecing and I take a stick and it is a Elmer's school glue which is washable and it doesn't like permanently bind so I it is purple I use purple because then I can see how much glue I'm putting on the paper and I just wrap it around and I glue based my hexes so these paper you know papers hold up the glue seems to hold up because I've had some pre-made hexes for several years and I'm now sewing them and the papers still come out very easily. So I don't buy expensive templates. You can, if you want, you can buy some really nice templates um, all over the internet. And I don't use the little fine point um, expensive glue that you can get online because for a dollar or so I can buy these hexagon uh, or not hexagon I, these glue sticks um, from Elmer's glue to baste the hexagon there I completed a thought isn't that <laughs> yay for me I think the sun's coming up and making me giddy I also probably need some more coffee it's vacation you can drink as much coffee as you want right um so that's what I've been working on. I sewed one uh, grandmother's flower with the hexagons and my bee-themed fabric. And I still got quite a bit of that. I'm going to keep going. And then each one, I press it. And I am also going to plug a sponsor for this week, which is um, a company that made the Taylor's Clapper for me. Now, this is a handmade very nice maple tailor's clapper. What is a tailor's clapper, you ask? Well, it's a piece of wood that's been shaped in a round shape so that you can, and it's heavy enough that it will hold on top of your pressed areas, either a seam. Tailors used it to make their seams really, really straight. Um, and I use it after I starch and steam my hexagons. The company is called Hard Rock Woodworks, and they did a fabulous job. They have an Etsy store called Hard Rock Woodworks, Etsy.com, and you can find all of the things. Um, they were making things for quilters as well as things that are for every day. They have like a 3D printing also, so you can get their version of EPP quilting magnets, a chain piecing thread cutter. They have cutting boards, cookbook holders, which also double uh, very nice as a book holder, pattern holders. They have quilting ruler holders, you know, the wood with slats cut in it. They have a skinny um, Taylor's clapper for $27.19 that is raw wood, which I have, and I really like that. It's striped because that's the wood. They also have uh, smaller ones. I got the striped one that's a little bit smaller because I do mostly, you know, quilt seams in smaller blocks, and they have a couple of them that even have wood burning in them. So gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous things. So I would encourage you to go to the Hard Rocks, 
Hard Rock Woodworks Etsy shop and check out the Taylor's Clapper. I wasn't sure how to use one. My friend got one a couple years ago and told me it was the best thing that she ever invested in. And I think she got hers at a large um, national company. And the price was a lot more than what this one was. And she said it is the key to keeping her seams pressed and super flat. Um, you got to have a good iron. Um, I use steam in mine and maybe a little starch. I have it on a pressing pad. I have both a wool one and an alpaca one. They both work equally as well. And you just steam, press, you use the clapper on there and hold it on there for five or 10 seconds. Or if you're like me, I make the hexagons, press them, steam them, leave the clapper on for a while. The weight of the clapper makes the steam really set and press now it's wood so it holds the steam too it warms up the wood a little bit and so I have to say it's not one of those essential essential things when you first start quilting but it is a really nice luxury if you can afford to use you know to purchase one and these are under $30 you can get a beautiful handcrafted piece it's really almost like an art piece and it's gorgeous very useful and I am thrilled. So they have sponsored the podcast this week. Give a shout out to Hard Rock Woodworks. Also, they are doing a 10% off if you use the code Vicky capital V-I-C-K-I-10. And you can get 10% off on something from the Etsy shop. So really, really gives you an opportunity to try something and 10% off and shipping handling um, isn't very much money. So Etsy is a great thing. They are right here in the United States. So um, shipping may be limited to the U.S. and Canada. I am, you'd have to check their website for all of those details. So thank you. Thank you so much because I love my Taylor's Clapper and Hard Rock Woodworks, you did a fabulous job. So that about hits the end of the podcast this week. Um, remember that you can support the podcast either by buying me a virtual cup of coffee through Kofi. I also have a place to purchase that on my Etsy shop, My Creative Corner 3. Weekly, I'm doing a blog post of Saturday morning coffee. So that will come out tomorrow. And every once in a while, I'll throw in a random midweek post about whatever's going on. I've been trying to do a weekly YouTube video of just things that I'm doing, progress reports on the long arm, showing what I'm working on. I've had a couple of uh, videos in a series of what makes this quilt great, explaining what makes that particular pattern great or something interesting about that style of quilt that you could do and make a great quilt also. And you can always be a patron through my site of Podbean. You have to access it through um, the Podbean site where I host. And you can find all those links on my website, mycreativecorner3.com. I want to encourage everyone to seek out the happiness because that's what I did this week. And this 100 Hexies 100 Days I've been translating the weekly theme into applying it to my life. 
Now next week it's berries. So I'm not sure. I don't have any berry fabric and I don't want to go buy any. I have a ton of that. I'm going to keep digging through the stash. I might find something with berries on it. But I so far I have found berry colors, shapes and textures that remind me of berries. And I'm thinking berries are pinks and purples and all colors in between and textures. I don't like to eat berries, but I love their shape and texture. And so this week, I think that's what I'm going to focus on. The colors, the shapes, the textures. And that in itself brings another creative spark as I roll through the week. I'm going to try all the things. I have no idea what I'm doing. And that makes this quite a grand adventure. Have yourself a grand adventure this week, everyone, and quilt on. Well